Boris Johnson says he's ready to walk away from Brexit next month if he doesn't get the deal he wants. Is it bravado or is it all about to break down? Well, the pound has taken a hit over anyway. And later today, will US shares recover after the Labor Day holiday or are we about to see a Minsky moment? And ahead of the ECB later this week, German industrial production shows that the recovery is losing pace as infection rates in Europe spike with a big jump in the UK over the last couple of days. It's Tuesday, the 8th of September, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, nothing we can say about US stocks today, of course, because it's Labor Day in the United States, but stocks bounced back in Europe. The FTSE up 2.4%. The Euro stocks 50 up 1.6%. The US dollars climbed up a little as well. It's up a third of 1%, with the pound taking a big hit, down about 0.8% this morning, uh, with the holiday, little to speak of in the, the way of bonds, uh, falls in oil, though, WTI losing 1.8%, 8.6% down so far this month. And let's start with the fall in the pound. Uh, we we can guess what's causing that. It's not COVID. It's the B word. And here's Tapper Strickland, NAB's Director Economics for Markets in Sydney, to talk about it. More Brexit brinksmanship. So the thing is, Tappers, I mean, this has largely been ignored, hasn't it, by markets of late, because we've just thought, you know, it's all part of the negotiations. But not today, uh, with the trade talks uh, kicking off today. But of course, we're getting close to the deadline. They've not made much headway, and Boris Johnson set October the 15th as a, as a deadline for the deal to be reached. We're not far from that. Uh, he's also looking at changing the withdrawal agreement, which, uh, you know, puts open the, the, the Irish border question again. I guess you have to take this seriously now. Uh, good morning, Phil. Uh, yes, there's quite a big uh, move on, on uh, cable overnight, so down uh, 0.8%, currently trading around 131.68, uh, and all coming, as you are saying, from those uh, comments and, and speculation in the weekend press uh, that the UK was prepared to walk away from talks without an EU trade deal uh, being tentatively agreed to uh, by the 15th of October. Just worth noting, this is the eighth round of negotiations. So um, these negotiations have been going for quite some time and I guess they're coming closer towards uh, some kind of mm. resolution um, either side there. Um, the market is still trading with a view that uh, a lot of this is still bluster and a part of the negotiation tactics, um, but maybe there is a little bit of um, need to take a little bit more on board uh, some of those concerns that you're talking about. Yeah, well, the press is certainly reporting as though, you know, it's something to be worried about. The Daily Express in the UK today, Boris, no deal Brexit is a good outcome. He did say those words. And the Daily Telegraph, Johnson, 38 days for Brexit deal or we walk. So, uh, and it's still the same two sticking points that has been all along, fishing and state aid rules. Uh, so anyway, whether they'll come to a resolution on that or not, uh, it just means Brexit is back on the table. The other bad news for Britain is uh, COVID-19, the infection rate there. I mean, we've been seeing it rising in Europe. Uh, it's shot up. It's around 3,000 each day for the last two days. It was well under 2,000 uh, for the week before each day. So this is the highest it's been since May. Uh, the risk is, of course, if it picks up and further deaths follow, there's going to be more lockdowns in the UK, even even more of the localised ones. So, I mean, that's going to put a big question mark on the on the recovery of the UK economy, isn't it? Oh, in, in, indeed it will. Uh, I think markets, though, are still trading with the view that if you do get uh, that vaccine um, sometime by the end of this year, year, then that should support the recovery into next yeah. year. And there have been a few headlines coming out of the UK over the past uh, couple of days, especially on the uh, vaccine 
production front and just noting some of that shadow uh, production um, is occurring right now. Uh, so we'll be looking quite closely at the success of those vaccine trials as they come in over the next uh, couple of weeks. We sure will. Now, what about oil? It hit its lowest price since July. Um, I guess a bit, a part of it is demand, isn't it? The fact that it's, it's not picking up. Um, supply. Meanwhile, of course, supply has been picking up a little. We are seeing more rigs in the uh, in the United States, but we've still got lots of people working from home, and I guess that's the problem. Uh, in, in, indeed. And just in terms of global oil demand, uh, Russia's Deputy Energy Minister said he doesn't expect global oil demand to get back to pre-virus levels for another two to three years. So that is quite bearish for the oil market. And then the other factor that mainly drove the uh, moves lower in oil and Brent, uh, the Brent oil price is down 1.5% today is uh, some notion that um, Saudi state oil giant Aramco uh, on Saturday lowered pricing for oil. It, will sell into Asia and the US uh, and lowered it by more than expected. So that is definitely a signal of some wavering of demand. And even when you look into the Chinese uh, trade numbers that came out yesterday, um, the uh, numbers in terms of imports for oil were down for two consecutive months. Yeah. So, I mean, they were interesting, weren't they? Because their trade surplus was up a bit, but higher than expected exports. But imports down, which doesn't sound like a you know a, a continued recovery happening in China. You'd expect both to be up, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, so the Chinese trade numbers have been very interesting over the past uh, couple of months, and uh, what has happened is that those numbers have definitely surprised expectations. With exports recovering a lot faster than a lot of people were expecting, and recent export growth has been driven by a lot of that demand for the personal protective equipment that China manufactures, and a lot of the mm. notion that. Um, because households in advanced economies have been buoyed by um, government stimulus payments, um, they haven't necessarily had the income hit uh, from the pandemic yet. And so that has seen retail sales recover a lot faster in a lot of countries. And in Australia, retail sales are currently 10.2% above pre-pandemic levels. Uh, And so that's buoying a lot of the demand for uh, goods. And uh, obviously, China manufactures a lot of those. Well, there's the point, isn't it? The fact that they are the they're seeing their exports increase, and not everyone else is seeing exports increase by the same amount. That means China is taking a bigger market share uh, of, the, of the retail trade, of the retail of the retail exports. Something which Donald Trump is not going to be particularly happy about, which is probably why today he was talking about decoupling completely from China. Uh, yes, in, indeed. So uh, China gave uh, sorry, uh, Trump gave his uh, Labor Day address uh, today and made two important comments. Um, so still. Uh, maintaining that very hard uh, rhetoric against China. And as you were noting, uh, um, entertain the idea of decoupling from China. Uh, and also um, is really driving very hard on an anti-China line into the U.S., November uh, presidential elections, stating if Joe Biden becomes president, China will own the US and every other country will be smiling as well. So uh, very hard rhetoric uh, going on there. Mm. Uh, on the economy, though, uh, Trump is still very uh, bullish and uh, not surprising uh, and he's uh, talking of a v-shaped recovery being probably a super v, a super v. Um, so uh, for what that's worth uh, trump is still bullish on their recovery at least <laughs> he's not satisfied not sure what a super v looks like hey but i love this de- decoupling completely from china americans are going to have to eat a lot of soy if that is the case probably do them the world of good uh, german industrial production picking up but very slowly in fact it's, it's losing pace 9.3 percent growth in june and only 1.2 percent in uh, in july uh, in, in, indeed. So some slowing uh, starting to happen on the industrial side. And as you're saying earlier, it looks like uh, the coronavirus is starting to pick up um, a bit of uh, speed in terms of uh, infections again. And you're starting to see that in Europe as well as in the UK. 
All right, so we get the German balance of trade this afternoon. We also get uh, uh, European retail sales. The, the third estimate for the euro area GDP as well for Q2, it was 12.1% down, Q on Q. And we get the uh, the ECB later on in the week. So do you think there's uh, the feeling, I mean, it's a couple of days away yet, but is there a feeling that they are going to need to do more? Are they going to talk about doing more, do you think? I think uh, at least from a market's point of view, a lot of focus will be on the commentary around the currency, just given a few officials have uh, become a little bit uncomfortable um, uh, with the exact speed and trajectory for the euro so far. So we'll be watching quite closely on the comments around the euro. In terms of whether they're going to be flagging more stimulus measures, uh, they only recently um, did uh, stimulus. Uh, so we only expect um, some commentary and some updated uh, forecasts. Now, the uh, the NAB business survey, of course, is out today. Also, Australian pay- payrolls for the for the week ending the 22nd of August. The previous couple of weeks, of course, have uh, showed payroll, jobs and wages, the index for each of them falling a little. So I'm assuming that we're going to see it falling a little further with the, the Melbourne lockdown. And then, of course, we get the uh, uh, yeah, the, the the NAB business survey, and that's going to give us an idea as well of you know how much of a drag the Victoria lockdown, or particularly the Melbourne lockdown, is having on other states. Uh, yes, so we'll be looking at those two pieces of data quite quite closely for the NAB business survey. This is the first month that will pick up the uh, Victorian uh, lockdown in full. Um, so um, we'll be looking at quite closely that. And with our payrolls, there had been some notion that the recovery occurring in states outside of uh, Victoria was broadly offsetting some of those trends being seen in Victoria, though it looks like just given that the lockdown has increased in that survey period for payrolls, it's likely we'll see a net drag coming from Victoria there. But we'll be also looking quite closely to see whether uh, Victoria is impacting on other states and territories in Australia. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who's got this right. 41 cases in Victoria in the last 24 hours. That is one for every 155,000 people. 3,000 cases in the UK. That's one for every 22,000 people. So seven times the rate of Victoria. But the schools are open, the pubs are open, people are going to the shops, people are going to work. Who knows who's got it right? Uh, time will tell, I guess. Uh, the uh, For the United States, we get the NFIB, the Small Business Optimism uh, Index, out tonight. But fairly quiet, isn't it, on holidays? I guess the big question to finish off with is what is going to happen when the market's open? What, what are equities going to do? Is a, a two-day rort enough or will it continue? Will we have a Minsky moment? Will all the speculation driven by credit come home to roost or is it just going to was it just a correction i guess it was largely confined to tech stocks wasn't it so we maybe we see a bit more broadening indeed and when you look at uh, us stock futures um the s&p 500 futures are up uh, 0.5% while nasdaq futures are down 0.4% so overall it does suggest a positive start to uh, us equities uh, on tuesday and the uh, last thing i just wanted to uh, note was uh, the latest um, survey for the RBA amongst market economists, and there's a narrow majority now expecting oh, yeah. the RBA to uh, need to undertake further stimulus, uh, just given um, the more protracted uh, Victorian lockdown that is occurring. And around seven out, uh, out of 11 economists now expect the RBA to boost its bond buying program, while three of 11 expect the cash rate and yield curve target to be cut by 10 basis points. Uh, in, important to note, though, uh, no one there expects uh, negative rates or direct FX intervention. Thank you for slipping that one. I did have it on my list and it slipped off the bottom. So uh, thank you for getting us back on track. Uh, we'll catch you again very soon. Thanks, Tapas. Uh, cheers. Uh, thanks, Phil. And that's it. That's the morning call for Tuesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.